If you're new here, my name is Jalen. My name is Morgan. And thank you for tuning in into the Trademark Productions 301 The Redirect Podcast. 301 The Redirect. Earlier this month, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show was held in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's more commonly known as CES. There were tons of new technologies, and we can't wait to dive into them. I know I've heard of this conference before. I just never knew the name of it. So after looking at the different products and different technologies that released throughout the week, I had a few thoughts. So I know, Morgan, we kind of talked about this earlier, but so I know a lot of the products that I've seen are very innovative, but I just wonder how many of them actually make it to market. Because I know some of them are very technological based. So I know I've seen one about the bread making machine. So it makes the dough, it bakes the bread, and then you purchase it and it pushes it out of the machine for you. And then there's another product called Ume, which is a heat therapy device that leaves your eyes feeling happier with a more restful and clear mind. So I just wonder how many of these products actually make it to market because even though you see them at this conference, will we see them later on this year as the hype of it dies down? Yeah, a lot of these products I feel like are think tank ideas that never should have really Mm. been more than that. I don't think, you know, the regular consumer is ever going to embrace these products and, you know, spend their hard-earned money on them. It's kind of the idea of, hmm, you know, I really want fresh bread, but I don't feel like making it. And, you know, the bakery probably made it this morning. You know, I want something that's a little bit more fresh. Here's a vending machine for fresh bread. You know, I don't think anyone's ever going to actually adopt that idea. You know, while it's cool that that technology exists, I don't think the regular consumer is actually going to go to a vending machine to get some fresh bread. Because where are these vending machines even going? Like, are they going in commercial buildings? Are they going in like apartment complexes or like malls? Because Mm -hmm. who just wants to buy a loaf of bread walking in the mall? Yeah, there's very very little real life application for some of these products. Yeah, it's kind of strange, but I, I get the idea it's a great idea but it's just how much of these products are actually going to make it to market where they'll really see the conversions and like the return on value or the return on investment of getting their like investments back Mm -hmm. yeah some of these products are just so niche that it's really hard you know as marketing professionals to see how you would even you know advertise these products like Mm -hmm. who are they for you know it's the whole product price place promotion like where do you put it how do you you know convince consumers that this is something they need in their life right you know how do you sell these vending machines to you know different buildings or lease them out you Mm -hmm. know how like there's just no real life application exactly Uh, Another hot topic from CES is voice assistants. They're still all the rage in 2019. We've seen a lot of new products that are coming out with different voice assistants. There was big news that Samsung and Apple are actually going to collaborate and iTunes movies will be available for play on a Mm -hmm. new Samsung smart TV. So this begs the question, you know, how important is voice search? A lot of news outlets are saying it's going to be the big next big thing. However, Adweek recently released a article saying that the year of the voice has actually yet to come. Um, A lot of people said back in 2009 that this is the year of mobile and it never really, you know, became that. It was just kind of a hot topic to write about and get clicks. So is the same sort of thing going to happen here with the voice? Yeah, I think so. Even though I feel like I see a lot of people walking around um, talking to their phones, 
I know I don't do it. I don't I necessarily don't like it. Yeah. Like I might drive in my car and I see a text message pop up and it's like, do you want to respond? And I don't say anything because mm-hmm. I don't want to like have to like verbally say what I want to type. Mm-hmm. So it's a little weird still to me. Like I know I don't personally use the feature, but I know a lot of people who do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a new car just over a year ago, and it has all those fancy features mm-hmm. where, you know, I can press a button and tell it to call someone. Right. I've never used it. Yeah. I've had my car for about a year and a half now. Yeah. Never used any of those. I don't even use it, um, you know, to say, like, call home or call my mom. Yeah. You know, I've, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's just a little weird. But I know it's very popular still for other people. Mm-hmm. Voice assistants are definitely an up-and-coming trend. You know, they're becoming more popular, but the future is still pretty unknown for them. So this is definitely a topic that we're going to be discussing throughout 2019 and hopefully see some movement with it. Right. And you bring up a good point saying that the future is still ahead of them because the future can always change. Everything changes um, rapidly and in an instant. So even though we might say like this is quote-unquote the year voice, it can immediately change to another um, trend throughout the rest of the year. So speaking of Samsung, an article released about a week ago revealed that Samsung users who have newer phones are actually unable to delete their Facebook app. So this is a feature that is as recent as 2017. Uh, The Samsung Galaxy S8 comes with Facebook pre-installed and you actually cannot delete it. I think this was sort of a marketing decision on Facebook's part to partner with, uh, they do partner with, I think, what'd you say, like 17 companies? At least 60 device maker companies. So Apple, Amazon, Blackberry, Mm -hmm. Samsung, et cetera. Yeah, but this is the first time Mm -hmm. that it's been pre-installed on a device where you physically cannot delete it, Mm -hmm. which is definitely concerning because they do say that you can disable the app and it won't collect any data information from you. Right. Facebook has lied about their data collection mm-hmm. in the past, so I wouldn't put it past them to right. actually, you know, be collecting data on every single Samsung user. Mm-hmm. And like Morgan said, I feel like it's a marketing tactic because they are trying to push more people to the social media mm-hmm. um, platform. And there are some people who just don't want anything to do with Facebook. And mm-hmm. so this is a kind of tactic where they're trying to get more people to sign up for this um, platform to use it. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of Facebook users, you know, pretty much everyone is on Facebook, but it's the difference between the people that still actively use it and those that don't. Right. And I think Facebook's idea was to have it permanently on your phone so that if you are one of those users that doesn't use it very often, just having it there on your phone, you'll mm-hmm. be encouraged to, you know, use it more often just right. because you see it and you're reminded that it's there. Right. And even if you don't use it personally, if you go to a brand's social media page Mm -hmm. or website and you click their Facebook or you have to do like a sweepstakes where you have to go like the Facebook page or go to the Facebook page, it's going to automatically take you there and it's going to make you sign up before you can even view it. Mm -hmm. So that's another tactic where it's like you have to create a Facebook page in order for you to see exclusive content if it's on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So this is definitely an interesting decision that Samsung's made. Uh, It seems that with their new S9 and S10 devices, they're still going to be keeping Facebook pre-installed. We'll see if there's ever a patch where it'll allow users to uninstall it and Mm -hmm. delete it completely from their device. But at the current moment, it does not look like that is going to happen. 
I hope that comes soon mm-hmm. for them. So speaking on data privacy concerns, there's the ever popular topic of how targeted is too targeted when we're talking about marketing and advertisements. There was an article in Ad Age recently that was all about how to do personal marketing without getting creepy because you can get really detailed with mm-hmm. your data and your targeting and ads. There was a story that I learned in college about how a college roommate was able to show ads only to his roommate who had the obscure hobby of swallowing swords. And so he was giving, showing him these fake advertisements for um, like sore throat from swallowing swords in your spare time. Mm-hmm. Take this pill. And they were fake and it was just a prank, but it showed just a college student was able to target advertisements. That's right. You know, that, one friend. Yeah. That specifically. Yeah. That's crazy because that is very like niche and very mm-hmm. specific. But yeah, it shows you, you know, just how much data, is out there available on you and how data-driven advertisements can get. Mm -hmm. But it's the fine line between ultra-targeting your customers and getting, you know, not wasting your money on people that aren't interested versus creeping out your customers and pushing them away. Yeah, because it's a matter of, hey, I just went to Target. I looked up a product. I kind of like this. I might want to buy it. Mm -hmm. Then I might see it on Instagram and it reminds me like this is what I want. Mm -hmm. But if I keep seeing that same product or different products just like it, I'm just like, okay, like target Mm -hmm. marketing, like please back off because it can be overwhelming. It can Mm -hmm. be like you just, you know, you were just interested. You weren't looking to buy it, but they're pushing you and they're forcing you, which can be a little uneasy for some people. Yeah. I know there was a a story on social media somewhere about a couple that did not have a cat, but they wanted to test to see if their Amazon Alexa or whatever um, voice assistant they had uh, was spying on them. Mm -hmm. And so they started talking in front of their devices to each other saying, oh, we need to go pick up some cat food and saying, oh, we're low on cat food or how's the cat doing? Um, And just mentioning this out, uh, but not doing any searches or anything. Mm -hmm. And they were actually delivered ads for cat food and whether this is a coincidence whether this is your device is spying on you and listening to you you know there's a bunch of reasons that this could happen you know i get served ads for cat food and i don't have a cat but i also don't you know try to search for it yeah Yeah. search for it or entice my devices to listen to me right so it could have just been a coincidence it could have been something a little bit deeper but i think it was a little bit deeper yeah but it definitely it it makes you feel a little uneasy Yeah. yeah And so with the rise of voice assistance, as we've been talking about, how much privacy do you actually have? It's definitely, you know, a big concern for people mm-hmm. for good reason. You know, you don't want to be spied on by your, you know, by anybody. By robots. Honestly, right. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's it's a little too much. Sometimes. It is. It's a lot. So that brings up a good point, too, about how should the Internet be regulated? So should Internet companies self-regulate or should the government regulate? My personal opinion is that internet companies should regulate. Um, I feel like when the government gets involved, it gets a little too touchy. Agreed. People are um, scared and overwhelmed, and they just Mm -hmm. don't know what to do. So I feel like those internet companies should be able to self-regulate their policies, their laws, or whatever else um, they want for their own users and paying customers. Mm Mm-hmm. But they need to be doing a better job. Um, The fact is that self-regulation at its current state, it's not doing its job. You know, Mm -hmm. as we've seen with the whole Facebook Cambridge Analytica um, debacle that happened, I think that was last year. Yes. Um, They are self-regulating at the moment, but they're not doing a very good job. This is something that happened when feature films first became 
kind of popular media. When people would start going to the movie theaters, the movie industry had to deal with, okay, do we self-regulate? Do we allow the government to regulate us? You know, right. how do we make this appropriate? How do we, you know, be responsible in our craft? And they made, I forget what it's called, but it's, you know, before every movie, you see that green screen that has the... The rating? Yeah. Okay. That is a board that was self-appointed by the industry, but it overlooks all, you know, movie companies and everything. So it's one board that covers kind of the entire industry and regulates them from, you know, one single set of rules. Whereas right now, how it stands in social media is... Twitter has their own self-regulation. Facebook right. has their mm-hmm. own self-regulation. Google, YouTube has their own self-regulation. So where I see it going um, in order to avoid having government entities you know, regulate how data is collected and used, I think there needs to be sort of a single board that kind of overlooks all of social media, all yeah. of, you know, big data. Yeah. Even if it's still for those individual platforms, each one, mm-hmm. or there could be like a higher one over the individual ones. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I agree with Morgan, like there needs to be some more kind of regulation within the social platforms. Mm-hmm. To wrap up our podcast, we want to hear your thoughts on the topics that we talked about. So let us know how you feel about the products from CES and if you feel like they're great products, if you would buy them, or if you feel like these products are just flashy and just for the conference and never make it to market. Mm -hmm. Also, let us know your thoughts on voice assistance and data privacy. Do you think your devices are spying on you? I really hope not. I think that (laughs) there's definitely a possibility, but... In order to keep my peace of mind, I prefer to think that they're not (laughs) listening to me unless I tell them to. But yeah, let us know your thoughts about that. Uh, Next week, we're going to be covering an interesting SEO advertising move that Hulu just did. Netflix has been hyping up a documentary about Fire Festival, which happened back in 2017. And only a few days before the release, Hulu decided to release their own documentary about it. And early reviews say that it's actually better. So we'll be talking about that a little bit more in depth. We're going to wait until the Netflix documentary drops uh, to get the full scoop. Uh, So stay tuned and we will see you next time. (laughs) 